Hey, man. Hey, Paul. What's going on, dude? Nothing, man. I'm just hanging out with my new buddy, Bass Gerritsen. Oh, Bass Gerritsen. He just became a Patreon supporter on the Goosebuds Patreon page at patreon.com slash Goosebuds, right? Oh, yeah. Wow, that's wonderful because I'm hanging out I'm hanging out with Adam Norton. <laughs> Adam Norton, who is also a new Whoa. new patron. Weird. Yeah. But Chad, oh. are you ha- you're hanging out with? Hey someone guys, over there, I'm just walking you? over the hill here with my my new best goose buddy, Anxious Cervedi, or or Savide. Either one. But my best friend. I love him. Yeah. Well, he's a new. He's new in your life, a right? New, a new person that I care very much about. But I. Listen, we got other friends around here, new friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, I, j- tomorrow I'm hanging out with Dan. It's just Dan. <laughs> and then Chris Pittman, who are also new patrons. How about you, Paul? Yeah, oh, and I just invited over my new friend, Avery Whitney. Wow. Oh, I'm very and jealous. Dylan Yet. I'm very jealous. You know, wow. I, I'm jealous of those. I, I sent a, a mash, like, do you like me letter to Christopher Dunn. Uh, for for pledging Patreon, I think he's my new best friend. Wow, that's I'm so happy for you guys. I'm so happy for all of us. I mean, I'm going to be even happier for the people out there listening who have have not become a Patreon supporter and want to, and they'll hang out with us in this little story that we've concocted. This tiny audio purgatory where we just live with our friends. This little yes. world we made. <laughs> yes, it, it's it's a it's a tiny world, and you can't escape. And you Thanks can be in it too. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Goosebuds. Cool. Perfect. Perfect. That's fine. Okay. Can I make a suggestion? This yeah. is just a suggestion. Take it or leave it. Okay. It helps me in my life tremendously. When you're getting ready for the morning, mm. put on the local classical station. Uh-huh. Mm. Take a shower to classical music. <laughs> mm. You'll never feel you you will never feel more beautiful in your life. <laughs> okay. It's the equivalent. It's the closest you can get in regular human life to waking up and having beautiful music play and birds pull the blanket off of you for after they fly in the window yes dom do you do this you do this often dom i i try to do this every day and uh sometimes it's a basketball podcast don't feel as beautiful then (laughs) but you will feel like you ever look at the greek statues and you're like god damn that this person is beautiful you're gonna feel that beautiful wow okay i love it i love this body positive way to wake up in the morning I got to say, the first thing I thought of when you described this, stepping naked into a, into the light of day with beautiful classical music building up was like, I'm pretty sure that happens in like Red Dragon or something. I'm pretty sure Ray Fiennes does that. Like, I, 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 I yes, pictured, murderers do it. Yeah, I, I pictured very much a like a serial killer just going, this is the this is my tool. This is my body that the, the Dark Lord has made for me. It is sinister as hell. So if you also want to feel like an evil, super genius villain murderer, <laughs> you, you can role play as that if that, you'd like. That but also, it also just feels that's not really, that's really bad to be an evil genius. It depends on what you do with your dark gift. You know? Yes, yes. Murderers and pre-Voldemorts do this. Pre-Voldemorts. Yeah. It's, it's Once you become a Voldemort, don't do it. I, I'll tell you who doesn't do it. Mark Zuckerberg. No, no. No. He I wouldn't... think Zuckerberg's like cleaned while he sleeps. I think he lays in his bed and then just like <laughs> like a car wash thing goes over him. 
a body Roomba goes over him all night. <laughs> yes, when uh, when Zuckerberg emerges from his his human oven that he sleeps in, <laughs> they rebake him every night just a little bit. Because over over the course of the day, the clay starts to like <laughs> read get, it, it melts a little bit. He droops as the day goes on, so he has to be reset. Puts me in the proving oven for another day. (laughs) Well, I say that only because, you know, I wouldn't say Mark Zuckerberg is an evil genius. No. But he's certainly evil. (laughs) He's like an evil homunculus. He's a very lucky lucky homunculus. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But anyway, welcome to Goosebuds. There's a special guest. Hello. Yes, there's a special guest, isn't there? Where is he? I can't see him. <laughs> I'm, I'm, the fo- I'm the fourth voice, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, the one, even in episodes where you don't talk, your presence is there. Like a specter, you are you are there. You're editing oh, all, oh. Of our, all of our mm. mistakes. You're like a guardian angel mm. on our digital shoulders. Like a, like a thick black fog that rolls in <laughs> and turns us into a beautiful podcast ghost. Yes. I, I have to I have to remind myself that I can talk and interact with you guys because right now I'm like, yeah, the podcast <laughs> sounds good so far. <laughs> <laughs> Chad. Yes. Chad, you had something you wanted to talk about, right? Well, I just wanted to share. I'm just it's still in my head from this about an hour ago. Uh uh-huh. we'll go get a little coffee so I have a, a bright mind for for you fellows and, oh, and well give do- us a little bit more of a setting, okay? You're in Hollywood, California. Hollywood, in, California. In... High premium apartments put up everywhere. People need to people need to know this about Chad and his life. Chad lives in the heart he does. of Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> yes, I, I, I would be. I don't want to give so specific details that like you know uh, John Wayne Gacy can kill me, but like <laughs> a Hollywood ad- adjacent to all of the life, the glitz and glamour of Hollywood. Uh, so many billboards for Wonder Park everywhere. If you want to find Chad, just follow your nose to the smell of his homunculus <laughs> resolidifying device every morning. I mean, Chad's next door neighbor is the Academy Awards show. Yes, yes. When the awards happen, I have to go not go outside. Oh, and that's my right. Usual... He is not allowed. They and they tape up all the apartments. Around the you guys are too low class. You guys can't be out during the night of stars. <laughs> My my morning my morning neighbors are uh, a guy who parks his car on my street and then walks to the Walk of Fame dressed as Jack Sparrow. So that's like what I'm kind of living with. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Cool. But right. you went out for coffee, so you're in the heart of Hollywood. You went out for coffee. Me and Little Large getting some coffee, just seeing the sights, uh, making avoiding the right level of eye contact with the uh, poor mental little people on the street, being nice mm-hmm. to them, but also not wanting to start anything. You know, yep. just doing that. And I and I see because it's tourist town all the time. People from different countries just hanging out with their kids. And I watch uh, a, a dad, very much uh-huh. a vacation dad, Hawaiian Bahama shirt uh, with mm-hmm. his his young wards, and he's trying to figure out how to use one of those like lime bird bikes, those like rental rental scooters that are so big in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah. Good. The uh, story's getting good. And, <laughs> And I get to just watch for about like a good couple minutes. I thought about getting involved, but like I got off for a minutes as he's just like trying to like rev the bike starting. And his kids are just like so clearly like, Dad, we just we just we just want to go down to to Ripley's Believe It or Not, please. Just let us <laughs> let us go. And uh he eventually gets it going and he just takes off and leaves his kids, and his kids what? have to just walk off behind him. Like he just starts going down, and it's not like, oh, he's testing it. He just keeps going down the street and his kids like shrug and then just start walking behind him. 
He's like, loose. He's escaped. He's loo- the loose. Vacation dad. Dad, the vacation dad abandoned his kids right in front of me. Left him in Hollywood. Chad, did you realize you were you were just an extra in Boomer's Day Out? <laughs> uh, did you guys know that that Paul McCartney actually wrote a song about that story, Chad? Dad uh, which... on the run. <laughs> the worst part is the kids just kind of like you know became part of the Hollywood ecosystem. Like as the dad left them, they just picked up a a, a Bane and a, a Bumblebee suit and they just started mingling into Chinese theater. Well, that's what happened. Dad had to go meet Jack Sparrow a few blocks over. <laughs> had to go bust out his autograph. He had to parlay with Jack Sparrow. There was a, I saw the other. I went to the. Oh, Chad, we went to the freaking Gentle Barn. Oh yeah. Together. Oh yeah. We Ooh. ran into each other at the Gentle Barn. Yes, what? we have a photo. We will post it. Uh, yeah, just an hour out of L.A. There's a uh, a little farm for. Well, I guess it's a barn mm. for uh, just animals that had been abused, whether they were used in movies. A horse that was in Zorro. Which God, is a movie yeah, he was the best horse. He was a great <laughs> horse. I fed him a bunch of carrots. Very sad. Like a lot of these animals that you see in movies don't have the greatest life. Some of them do, some of them don't. But anyway, this is a place, a bit of a sanctuary for abused animals. And you get to go and learn about animals. There's a vegan message as well, which is fine. But Chad and I (laughs) ran into each other. (laughs) It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Veganism is fine. I think Dom is probably hitting what, where veganism is totally fine. We support it. And it's great. And if you can do it, that's an awesome way to contribute to the, the, the life of the world. The lady who ran it got a little militant in the middle of the speech, which I thought was kind of interesting. Like, there, do you do you realize that, Don? Like, I mean, you were absolutely right, Chad. I totally understand it. At the same time, this is something they really care about. Um, yeah, but a is... spoonful of sugar, guys. <laughs> a spoonful of fair trade sugar. Uh, just so, just show us some beautiful celebrities that are also vegan. Maybe that'll help us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like that. <laughs> Uh, but it it is uh, you know it's fine it, it it's a fine thing it is something that you kind of have you have to kind of reprogram your life and have the luxury to do that yeah at the yeah. same time but anyway regardless it's a great it's a, it's a nice little place but Chad and I ran into each other freaking we went to this same place in the same hour you have to schedule by hour window and uh, we were there and yeah so uncoordinated that at all I remember I cornered Dom as he got out of the uh, porta potty really just the best place to confront a friend <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I came out and I was washing my hands and I just here dominic mosquiti and i was like somebody who knows how to say my name i didn't know it was chad just because i i hadn't i had no expectation for chad to be anywhere near this place it's an hour away and uh turned saw my friend chad but we took a photo together at uh at the gentle barn dom you have a name that is perfectly suited to protect you what, what do you mean like a, an, an enemy or someone who doesn't care about you probably won't know how to say your name and you'll instantly be ready that's right yeah that's right hey guys <laughs> having a having a weird name's okay. Having a weird name's okay. <laughs> also, I mean, I realize Dom um, talking about this now, like me just saying your name out of nowhere is like this is the moment I get killed. This is the moment yep. I get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I mean, it, it was a friendly one. It was Dominic Moschini, like that. It wasn't Dominic Mos. I was doing my best Don Pardo, just your SNL intro. Oh yeah, yeah, that was. It was very. It was very intro. Um, however, I started this story because there's a Salvation Army next door, and so we stopped and looked around. There was nothing good in there, but I did find uh, an autograph book, speaking of autograph books, and on the cover was Garfield. And I was looking at it, and I was like, why Why did Garfield make an autograph book? You can never, there's never a costumed Garfield out where he will sign this thing. So anyway, just an observation. Welcome Wait, that was at the Gentle Barn? 
Uh, that was at the Salvation Army next door. Oh, sorry. Okay. I, I wait. I'm sorry. We were in the middle of the mountains. There is a Salvation Army right there. That's a weird. Yeah, spot just. For I it. mean, it's it, it's just down the road a little bit. Sure. but it's pretty close. Okay, a very wholesome little part of uh, California. It smelled. The whole place smelled like a horrible fart. So be glad that you didn't. <laughs> Every part of the world needs a building where you can drop off your trash bags full of old clothes and your farts. <laughs> and fart there, not in your car. Anyway, Dom, going back to your name real quick, uh, we actually met for the first time like five years ago at PAX East, and oh. I said your name correctly, probably by chance, and you're like, hey, you said my name correctly. <laughs> it's very amazing when people say it, when people do it for the first time, I'm like, oh my gosh, this freaking, I feel like Rumpelstiltskin over here. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy. It was such it was such a positive experience because I was still just a big continue fanboy and not at all like involved in the the extended universe at all. It is true that if I just want to say this, Dom, before you go, that if for people listening, that if you do see Dom on the street and you can say his name correctly, <laughs> he has to grant you a wish, a low level wish. It's not low a level yes. like like a know, birthday wish. Stick yeah. a gum. Stick yeah. a gum. Like yeah. that's what right. I can do. You know. Um, but Kevin, hey, I feel special right now. I'm in the presence of the real Kevin Cole, not Whoa. the fake one. <laughs> yes. Kevin, you, Kevin, you make video games. I do. You don't only edit this show. Yep. You make video games. I do make video games. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I like doing both. Um, and I just made a, a new wish one. I do a lot of game jams. Um and uh, I I did one a, a couple weekends ago uh, where I made a game called Elazar, where you're a skeleton with a crossbow that dies repeatedly. Oh, I haven't got to play that yet. I haven't either. I uh, saw the videos. It looked very interesting. I yeah. was like, that mechanic is really neat. I like that. Wait, can you explain the mechanic a little bit? Yeah. Uh, so the theme of the jam was cycles. And uh, I, I kind of thought up a fun mechanic where uh, when you die, your corpse doesn't go away and you can jump on it. Cool. And so that led to a lot of interesting puzzles. And uh, and I was like, I really want this guy to have a crossbow. And eventually a crossbow gets worked in. And that's fun, too. <laughs> so Love that's it. the game. <laughs> Kevin, I saw you. I saw you posting a video a while ago. I remember wanting to look up and see if you had actually made a game out of it, but it was like uh, a top-down shoot 'em up game. But you were doing like turn-based kind of, or not turn-based, but like you were strategizing like what the moves yeah. would be. Yeah. So that's my project this month. I'm making an educational game for this uh, Irish company, and they were like, "Hey, do you have any ideas for an educational game?" Because uh, I worked with them before, and uh, I kind of threw this idea together where it's like a top-down like uh, spacey shootery game, but you you sort of interact with it like you would code, since like the company is all about teaching kids how to code. And I wanted to kind of show kids that uh, you, you don't have to get it right the first time. It's all about trial and error and the scientific method and stuff. So, yeah, that's coming out soon. That's called Script Ship. Oh, that's really cool. I liked, I liked the concept for sure. It it reminds me of, of a game you made, what, two games ago now, right? Elsewalker. Elsewalker. The much stolen Elsewalker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the much beloved in Russia Elsewalker. Yes. <laughs> That game's really cool. It's it's and it's similar where it is like kind of a game based around learning some basic coding, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of about knowing uh if else uh structure. Yep. And because that's how you control your little robot is you put um you jam floppy disks into slots and that tells them how to interact with everything. And uh that was made for a game jam a couple months ago. So like like half of my game catalog has been made in the last eight months. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, how cool? How cool is it though that like your game got stolen? Yeah, but you know that there's like a couple like Russian kids playing your game on a laptop in like a burned out tank bunker in Russia. Like <laughs> that's kind of cool. <laughs> I all mean, all of Russia is just uh, is just like a a, a nuclear wasteland. <laughs> yes, I'm picturing just that old webcam like Gone with the Blast Wave. If anyone remembers that one, I'm just picturing oh that my aesthetic God, the- for everything. Yeah. Did did that one have like the dudes in masks or whatever? Yes, it was but, very yeah. like Fallouty. I'm just picturing that. That's Russia in my mind all the time. <laughs> hey, if you steal my game, that's fine. It's just you're obligated to start the revolution. That's <laughs> all I ask. <laughs> yeah, that's in the that's in the manifesto, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like price of admission, one minor gentle revolution. Overturn at <laughs> one least life. one mailbox or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything is, all of Russia is just Stalker constantly. Stalker is actually just like a, a biographical movie about Russia. <laughs> well, Kevin, I ask you a question because you've been editing Goosebuds for a, a long time now. You've listened to a bunch of episodes. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I've ever gotten asked, like, what's your own experience with Goosebumps? Like, what is your your, your emotional connection of any to it? Um, as a child who was of Goosebuds re- or Goosebumps reading age. We do that too all the I time. I call it all the time. Yeah. At this point, the books I mean, are just called a, Goosebuds. It's fine. It's yeah. honestly a better name. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I agree with that. We'll sell it to you, RL. RL, you can have it for money. Dude, get that get that bread. Uh as as a as a youngin, I was very afraid of everything. And so um <laughs> horror like uh, like as a like as like a 10 year old i was like oh man i'm gonna die one day i should avoid that at all costs <laughs> so, so like i'm glad you had the same childhood as me kevin <laughs> i had the same moment but not i i just i just accepted it i was like it's gonna happen damn yeah. um but <laughs> go on it was like teenage years so i was like as a teen i was like eh. Like four years later, I was like, yeah, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> In between, I'll play a lot of magic cards. <laughs> That's not scary at all. <laughs> no, that'll comfort me. Yeah. Um, so, like, the, the prospect of reading something even minorly spooky. Like, I was afraid of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Like, I could <laughs> that, not handle it. That. That's more terrifying than Goosebumps, I think. Yeah, the guardians were scary. the the fact The fact that adults would grab you yes. and, and yes. Dr- like like physically assault you and drag you into an unknown chamber where you don't get seen for a while is very terrifying. I don't think we ever saw those kids again after they got I'm, taken. I'm pretty sure the actual name is Abduction Temple. <laughs> <laughs> I think the scariest part would be seeing your partner that you have bonded and struggled with <laughs> mm-hmm. being taken and knowing that you're next because you they for- go in pairs. Yeah, you forded a river, you avoided traps, you climbed walls, and then they were then they're taken away in front of you. Oh, well, also you totally got to go second because you want that other person to be the red shirt that like fishes yeah. out the temple guard, right? You like no, no, I'll hold on to the the medallion so I can give it to the temple guard. You just go and like kind of flush them out. Just flush him out a little bit. You know two things in that moment. One, he's dead. Two, I'm next. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, if the Temple Guard ever pointed at the other contestant as they dragged the other one away, that'd be the most terrifying thing in the world. (laughs) You're next. (laughs) You you look at your, like, one-third of a medallion, and you're like, okay... Oh. Dob, you were right. That was the name of the show. It was it was Abduction Temple, and there was actually another tagline: uh, Olmec must eat. 
is what the tagline <laughs> must they, eat. They feed them to Olmec. Yeah. They feed them to Olmec like a guar show, just like yes. right they sacrifice. Yeah, he, his big stone teeth smash down on the child <laughs> and blood hits the crowd. Yeah, didn't, didn't like Kirk Fogg like change into like a, like just kind of like a racist because he's a white guy, like a traditional <laughs> outfit of what? Amazon and like. I would put money on that being true. <laughs> Yeah, the traditional <laughs> white man trajectory. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I definitely went down a road at one point of reading a someone's uh, Wikipedia-like library catalog of every Legends of the Hidden Temple episode, but just the descriptions and the temple layout of each episode because it was modular. You could move the rooms in different order. Oh. Which is really cool. So this Smart. person just had this like, you know, spectrumy level obsession of like knowing what every episode had every room layout, which is really cool. Uh, but they detailed that there was one episode that I've yet to find again where one of the contestants got so spooked by a temple guard that they ran <laughs> off the stage and were disqualified. They like oh they broke the, they broke the fourth wall, which is really <laughs> understandable. And and they immediately were just like they jumped reality and Kirk Fogg had to be like, Yeah, you don't exist anymore. You you you're out. I just need a supercut of kids being bamboozled by the shrine of the silver monkey. Just yes. not figuring out that monkey. I I need the like ten minute supercut of that, that three piece monkey puzzle was the hardest thing for kids to figure out. It looked so it looked so easy. It looked yeah. very simple. But in the I moment, think, I guess when you when you, when when you got temple guards on your mind, yeah. you can do little things <laughs> yes. correctly. Yes, I was just going to say I once did a supercut of another Nickelodeon show uh, called mm. Double Dare. Yeah, uh, where Mark Summers asked the children, uh, "What do you like to do?" And the kids always say, "Ride my bike." <laughs> so I just did a supercut of all these kids saying, "I like to ride my bike, ride my bike, ride my bike." <laughs> so that's so good. I I would like a supercut of uh, Nick arcade but it's always yes. the final level where they have to play a video game on a green screen screen uh-huh. yeah and they and they like <laughs> don't know how it works so it's always just them kind of looking off camera confused as they're trying to paw at the coin they have to get and then a, and then a, like trying to look at themselves on the monitor. yeah trying to look at themselves they're not hitting it and then a bird just flies into them and then they're like ah you lost lives all right, well, no one ever beats Nick Arcade. We'll see you next time. I want to know who was more confused, the kids on Nick Arcade or the entire cast of the Star Wars prequels? <laughs> by their, because it's by just having, green. By, the, by having to do things on green screen. Which one was more confused? I'm not sure. Uh, I, I feel like I was confused by Nick Arcade mostly from the colored popcorn that would be advertised. What? In between, colored uh, popcorn? Episode. You, yeah. Kevin. Pop quiz. Wow, you really just brought something back for me. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. They always they, a lot of snack foods from that time had to act, had to give you salt or sugar. Yep, and then they also had to give you some kind of activity surrounded, <laughs> yes. like pull, yes. like pull and peel, or um, you know, fruit roll ups had the die cut images. Yeah, mm-hmm. purple various, purple like, ketchup, purple ketchup. Yeah. yeah, but but like the the popcorn was the co- it was colored popcorn, but mm. it wasn't just colored popcorn. The commercial was kids on a game show, and there were like questions on the bag, so it was like a quiz show popcorn, and it was also colored. I'm looking this up. I have no memory of this, and it looks. So so gross it yeah it was definitely in the like purple ketchup category of gross shit kids don't like popcorn it's not cool enough we gotta zazz it up 
Zazz it. Yeah. I, yeah, I, that's I, I wonder do. with like the advent of the no more outside time after 9-11 and then... <laughs> <laughs> And then the overprescription of ADHD meds, uh, like, or ADD meds, like, if activities on food just kind of went away, because they're on cereal, but it's just like, a, what do oh. you think of Frosted Flakes? You mean, like, you mean even, like, the mazes on the back of the box and stuff? Yeah, I, like, that stuff used to be way more, com- like, complex, I feel. Or maybe I was smaller and dumber. <laughs> yes, no. that, that might have been it. <laughs> I bet the internet ruined it because I bet there was like someone like message board like, hey, you want to solve the back of the Golden Grams maze? I already got the solution right here on my website. Like just kind of took away all the mystery of it. Yeah, I guess I guess like computer fun being more interesting sort of trumps my my more dark story of uh, drugs and fear. <laughs> <laughs> Things definitely got toned back after 9-11, though. You're absolutely right. Uh, we, we did. There was another terrible tragedy, I hear. So I mm. hear. So I heard a legend of it. I don't know if it's true. I heard it at camp. Whoa. Oh. A terrible legend oh. of an entire camp. Turned to ghosts. Should we get into it? I mean, I read about it this morning in this book. Yeah, we, let's, let's talk about the four kids <laughs> of ghost camp. Oh, boy. <laughs> I took notes. Did you? I mean, Kevin, do you, do you want to like have the honor of like l- leading us through the story? Do you want that? Yeah. That... Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to. I've, I've Cap got, us, baby. I've got two pages of notes here, and uh, wow, jeez, I've I gotta hand it to you guys. Like you prepared me well, but not well <laughs> enough for the actual. <laughs> Uh, roller coaster that is reading a Goosebumps book. Wait, okay, so Kevin, <laughs> had you not read one? Had you not ever read one? To my very bad knowledge, no. Wow. Kevin, are you not reading along with us every time you edit? I can't believe it. Did you own Goosebumps books? <laughs> um, I actually have a few, but they're ones that my mom got me after I started editing the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sweetest thing in the world. Yeah, she does a lot of li- like library stuff in town, so... Aww. Oh, that's that really is cool. very sweet. It's like I got you a bunch of goosebumps books. I'm like, oh, thanks, mom. <laughs> so I, I have a few weird ones just hanging out. But this was the first one I actually like read. Read. Cool. So ghost camp. Let's, let's get into <laughs> who we got here. We've got two. Um, get two protagonists, but we mo- mostly follow around Harry. Harry mm-hmm. Altman. Yeah, the Altman brothers. Harry Altman. And guys, I'm going to blow your minds here. Mm. Harry, all man, because he is every man. (laughs) Okay, I'm listening. What else you got? What else you have? <laughs> that's where I, that's why I just I stopped there. I had to finish reading it's, the book at that point. I don't know. I was just pretty convinced by the name. <laughs> not, not yet since No Crash's hero protagonist has an author more called the shot by naming their character. <laughs> oh, man. So it's so it's about the children of Robert Altman. Yes. Robert yes. Altman. I, I feel like you could also read the story as like a, to- a toxic masculinity tale. And then interesting. Altman stands for like alternative masculinity or something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My God, brilliant! <laughs> Yo, I gotta, I gotta say that the beginning of this book, when they get to the camp and the camp uh, performs the the trick on them, I was like, mm. "This is a camp for budding sociopaths." So yes, this is a yes. toxic masculinity book. There's like there, there are so many like alt right recruitment tactics. In, yes, in this <laughs> <laughs> like the the negging is insane. That yeah, I was gonna say here. bullying is usually the number one. It's, it's, not it's all just, just like derivative of bullying. Yes. Yeah, it's not just that. It's just showing that like if hey, if you've not enjoyed pranks in the Goosebump books. <laughs> 
Buckle up, because RL triple downs on him in this one. This is this nothing one, but pranks. Yes, this is yep. pr- this is prank dance. This thing. Can is- I can I can I just go ahead to the defense of this one? The, yes, it is pranks. Yeah, it completely merited every prank in this book is okay with me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, because the pranks but, are. We'll get not, into that later. The pranks we'll are real. That a little bit yes. later. The pranks are real, or like, are oh. they real, Chad? Mm, interesting. So, Kevin, so Kevin, we got these children. They arrive at camp. This they arrive at camp late. I mean, this is yeah. the, it's the middle of the summer. I know Kevin's doing the recap, but I do need to talk about <laughs> the very beginning of this book. I know I gotta yeah. jump in here. This is how it works. This is how we do it. This reminded me of something, Dom, that you would write as a as a goof in a story that you would write. The younger brother, Alex Altman, uh, is yeah. getting bus sick from from driving on the bus and it bouncing <laughs> up and down. Yeah. And, a, a very important bit of characterization. Very <laughs> important to his character. Very, and but the, this part is though. So his brother, uh, his brother Harry, tells him, "You sing your beautiful song." <laughs> <laughs> It always it always calms my stomach, I guess. It always calms my stomach and and Alex sings a beautiful song for him as they drive. It is, it is interrupted by bumps on it the is. bus, but he continues, he persists. They are the only two kids on the bus except for the bus driver. Right. And who does not listen the to the song. And he does no, not he does respond. not join no in, which would be great. If they had all started singing together, that would have been perfect. Yes. But I just thought it was really funny that he was sick and he just sang a beautiful song. Well, he has like throughout the book, they they applaud him for having a, a truly beautiful voice that many people are jealous of. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I just imagine this boy on this bus going, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like singing like an old hymn or something. Yeah, it's Ave Maria for sure. Ave yeah, Maria has a beautifully rendered Ave Maria. <laughs> Or it was the flower duet, you know? I think that would be really beautiful for a young boy to sing. Uh, it says he sings a Beatles song, which we cannot oh, reproduce right. here. Well, that's com- that is later in the book. That's that's at that's at the campfire. No, he does it in, in the beginning too. It is yeah. a Beatles oh, song. Well, I, I did I did sympathize with that moment because that was me. He goes, mm. uh, he likes Beatles and all those old bands like the Beach, Beach Boys, Boys, like yeah. all those bands from the '60s. He only listens to the oldie station. I feel kind of bad for him. That yeah. was me until I was like 15. That's the only music I listened to. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was my best friend until Scrubs came out, and then he was like, "I like indie now." <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, uh, so go on, Kevin. Sorry, I just had to point out that singing, that beautiful singing part at the beginning. What? One more stray observation that falls in with Harry being like the champion of alternative masculinity <laughs> is that he describes two other men in the first chapter as beautiful. Like yes. he describes the bus driver huh. as beautiful tan. Like he's huh. not he's emotional and he's not afraid to like dish out the compliments. Like Kevin, I wrote that down too, because the bus driver has no consequence in the rest of the story. No, no. He just is described as beautiful and then he leaves. <laughs> I, I also yeah. wasn't sure if the bus driver was like a figment or something. Not not that Ooh. it's important, but they don't mm. really, I don't think, get into uh if this is an entire ghost camp, like what yeah. was is this an actual camp that their parents signed them up for? Chad. It sounds like it was. Chad. Yes, Paul. This that was the fucking that was the uh, he was on the river sticks. And that was <laughs> yeah. wow. Holy shit. And he was they, a beautiful man sailing them down the river to hell. Holy they each shit. had to give them two quarters wow. to get on the bus. That's right. <laughs> <Yes>. Okay. <laughs> 
Wow. It felt kind of otherworldly, just that idea. But please, Kevin, go ahead. All right. We dropped off at camp. Um, we were, we debated about walking down the road. Then we finally walked down the damn road. <laughs> yeah, yes. Like they're fucking player characters in a D&D game. Now you're <laughs> budding. <laughs> now you're budding, Kevin. <laughs> Gotta, you gotta, you get paid by the word. You gotta stretch it out. <laughs> um, when we finally get down the road, we get a brief overview of the camp, which I was like, okay, we're doing, we're doing like, pa- like thesis paragraph structure here. We get the baseball field, the mm-hmm. soccer field, the archery field. We're gonna see baseball, soccer, and archery. Definitely oh, yeah. all three, not oh, just yeah. one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we see the stone building and we see the campfire. The stone building is never explained. Like, no, it isn't. Do they even? You know that, I don't even. They don't think they go back into it again, do they? No. Like, you know some, well, I, I was just gonna say something else that I noticed in the beginning of the book is, and it felt like some very like weird symbolism that he never revisits. But they mm. kept seeing pairs of animals. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. There are a lot of weird animal interludes that have nothing to do with yeah. the actual story. Like, there's a bat early. Like, there's a bat midway through and a really tense part of the book yeah it's just like and then a bat flew in how wacky is that it's like i guess well, they, ghosts still have to deal with bats they also make a point to say that harry and alex look so similar that people yeah. think that they're twins but they're actually just older and younger brothers yeah, yeah. I, and that kind of plays into like the themes of identity and like joining and like do you want to be an individual or do you want to belong Ooh. like yeah and there were a lot of tiki torches all over the whole camp too it was really just- <laughs> definitely <laughs> So I had a and weird. Oh my god, their costume was all white. white. <laughs> yes. So yes. I, it was I, very culty too. They get they they, yeah. they get in and they they immediately they're like, wow, here we are in this cult that people do this salute where they go, mm-hmm. yo spirits. Yep. <laughs> With seven H's every time. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it, but they throw their heart arm up in the air like somebody else. Yes, like I thought that people. too, Dom. Like the power, uh, like, like G.I. Joe. Other people. Like G.I. Joe, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and uh, they, they get into this. They're they're just in it. They're in the middle of a uh, an evening campfire where everybody's roasting weenies. Oh, yeah. Again, and another de- demasculating symbol there. Yes. Is, yes. Uh, his weenie falls off into the fire. <laughs> his, weenie, his weenie falls. Like, this kid is constantly cast like so many times in this book wow <laughs> uh, but he his weenie falls into the fire mm-hmm. he just met this girl it's, it's lucy, lucy right yeah he lucy, lucy immediately yeah. and lucy yeah. says i love i like my hot dogs blackened and he's like oh that's cool whoops my hot dog fell into the fire and lucy's like oh and she just reaches into the fire with her bare hand grabs the hot dog puts it back mm. on the stick and is sitting there with an arm on fire and alice yeah. is like your arm is on fire <laughs> <laughs> and then Lucy goes, "Oh right, ow!" <laughs> and then puts it out. Yeah, that 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 is a pretty good scene. And like the first half of this book is pretty good. Like the description of uh, Uncle Marv is like yeah. appropriately terrifying. Mm-hmm. He's like a uh, Captain Lou Albano type. A Captain yeah. Lou Albano would be perfect casting for it. Yes. Yeah. Actually, yes. Quite. Quite good. Uh, he, though he he's a big, booming, large man with greasy black hair and beady mm. eyes. Just like eyes. just anyway, like he, live action Mario mm-hmm. and seven sets of teeth, just like canonical Mario. <laughs> yeah. Just like him. Just like him. Uh, I just want to point out too before they before even get to the campfire, I think they they go to their their bunk rooms, right? So this is like a cabin with with uh, facilities. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. And they notice there's just like blue liquid all over the floor, right? Like and it's t- just yeah, and he yes. touches it. He touches it, which is really bold and brave of him. Well, yeah. like we get we get two fake outs before this one, and like I was like, it's gonna be a blue slushy or something like that. Because uh-huh. this is the third fake out. We're like whatever. But it's not a fake out. Oh my god. <laughs> that that's okay, and I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I, what I like about this book is there aren't really any fake outs. For the most part, it's pretty much all real stuff happening, quote unquote yeah. real stuff happening. And there's a lot yeah. of really spooky imagery in this. The only fake out is to the characters themselves because they keep framing every one of these scares like someone's arm on fire as a prank. Right. You know? You they might you might out. say they're being gaslit. Oh, Wait, there is one big fake out that I do want to get to because I think this is like the craziest thing. But well, it's later in the okay. story in the plot. Okay. Well, let's. I mean, let's just. I mean, the book is called Ghost Camp. <laughs> Kids are not getting hurt when they yeah. uh, should be getting hurt. You know, uh, let's just get cut to the chase here. You know, it's a camp full of ghosts. Um, all these kids in this camp, they're ghosts, and they they keep having these mortal wounds happen mm-hmm. to them, and it does not affect them. What's your favorite one, Chad? Well, I think I think the the, the build up into it is around the. I think it's the first night with their campfire, and they meet all the ghosts, including mm-hmm. like one named Elvis who sings horribly. I wonder if that's going to come into play. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like. Uh, like Uncle Marv tells ghost stories, and then in a weird rule of twos, he tells two ghost stories. Yeah, right. It, mm-hmm. it, it, and it's like so. One's about like the kids who camped out of the wood, and they realized they were camping on a giant monster, and the monster ate them. And I was like, "Oh fuck, is this a Jelly Jam tie-in? What the hell is That's going what, on?" Yeah, yeah. Chad? That's what I was thinking too. Uh, which is cool. Yeah, vor right off the bat. Just right. It's a you gotta get your kids with the vor story the first night of, of camp for sure. Yes. Uh, <laughs> And they're like, all right, that's weird. That's, that's Is that what happened to them? And then Uncle Marv tells the story of like a mysterious fog just rolls in yep. and it turned them all into ghosts. It's not even like anything dark or scary. Like they the, the bug juice was poisoned or yep. the animals killed it. It's not a horrific tale. It's just mysterious fog. Like the very first Goosebump book turned everyone into ghosts. It's probably the best way you could die. Yeah. Gas? Yeah, well, I mean, like, I, maybe I guess that, that is how it is to die by gas, right? I think it, just... it is. I think dying by gas is considered so cruel that it is a war crime. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I, I think it's. I think it. I think it would be. I think it's a yeah. really bad Will, way. To die. Willie Loman definitely war crimed himself. Yes, I was. I was picturing. Like the Casper live action movie fog where you go into a a big machine, a steampunk machine under the mansion and you get turned into mm. a ghost in a fun way. That's like a- what I was. Th- that's what I thought it was. It was like an e- it was like an Enoch being lifted to heaven without having to die situation. That's so what I, I read. It I guess as. when you point out, I guess that Casper machine is also a war crime machine. So good. Good to, good True. to be aware True. of mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just want to point that out. So. Kevin, you might have notes on that if you have anything you want to add on. The the, the fog. I thought we were. I thought it was cool that we had a little Scheherazading in the middle of the in the, in the middle of the. Story. I don't know that like, term, Scheherazading. Yeah, like uh, in uh, Ninety Nine Nights, mm. uh, Scheherazade has to tell stories mm. in the middle of the story, and that's like a framing device for oh, the whole thing. I didn't. I didn't know that reference, Kevin. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. I thought it, like this could have been like to like pad it out. You could have done a bunch more stories. Yes. Like made it made a yeah. little anthology style and then had this be a framing device for them. But uh, 
That actually have been a lot more interesting of a book, yeah. The monster that eats you, I thought that was like Marv's true form or something like that. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of theories, mm. but like none of them none of them were like I think thematically this is an interesting story, but like logically or like story structure wise, it's not very Th- thematically uh, and imagery wise, this is a very, very good book. But, yes. But yes, uh, it doesn't ever it doesn't ever like this yeah, the plot is is just like very one note it doesn't really like go anywhere yeah you're kind of like you get it pretty early on and you're just waiting for the kids to kind of realize it however the moment when mar well marv is the camp counselor alex Mm. and harry that they're talking about this they're like hey i saw this thing that happened and it was fucked up like a pole went through someone's foot and it didn't hurt them yeah Yeah. he's like yo i saw and then uh alex says i saw this other fucked up thing that's what he says verbatim (laughs) yeah he says and it's quite spooky i found this to be a really great moment um whoever wrote this it definitely wasn't rl (laughs) but whoever wrote this moment is they did a great job and it's a this scene where they're all swimming in this very clear lake it's a great lake you know Mm. it's very pretty you can see to the bottom and everybody's swimming and then alex looks down and he noticed that at the bottom of the lake is this girl and she seems to be unconscious and so he doesn't know what to do should he tell someone should he get help he decides to spring into action he swims down he grabs the girl she's feels lifeless he pulls him all the way up to the surface he's worried you know he thinks he's got a dead body in his hands Mm -hmm. and she just starts laughing at him and the the more that he like is like but you were you were at the bottom Mm -hmm. can you hold your breath like anything that he kind of asks about the situation that just unfolded she laughs harder and i thought that was such a great ghost moment i love ghosts Mm-hmm. Good ghost moment. And another great ghost moment is they're playing a night game of soccer. Yeah. And okay. <laughs> this this was insane. This part was I, nuts. But I loved it because like, at least the beginning of that part that I agree that the lake part was definitely the scariest imagery. But this, pr- this comes directly after the lake part. So it's it pretty does. good. Pretty, pretty good payoff, I think. Yeah. So yeah. go on. Yeah. So they're playing a night soccer game, boys versus girls. And a fog rolls in again. And uh, our main character, Harry, is watching the game from the sidelines. And he sees a ball fly into a girl's head. And her head rolls off. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> rolls off. And he runs up and he picks the head up. He's holding yep. the head in his hands. It's <laughs> that- terrifying and then it turns into a ball yeah oh my god but that's another great it's another great ghost moment though because it's the ghost pranking it there and then it's the pranks oh see i see i didn't take it as a prank i took it as like okay we're trying to keep the the ruse going that we're normal camp kids sometimes it's prank sometimes it's like we're doing a prank sometimes it's oh we're just quickly trying to cover for the fact that you saw a thing and well here's Here's where the plot breaks down. Here's where the plot breaks down. There's all these pranks. They're doing all these pranks to them. But what are they? Are they trying to fool the kids? Or they're trying to get them to believe. They're trying to get them so scared that they believe in the monster in the first story that Marv tells. That makes sense. Yes. So it is a bit of ghost lighting. It It is. It's ghost lighting. (laughs) (laughs) I read it as uh, the ghosts and Marv, who I'm Mm. not really convinced as a ghost uh like it's the ghost and marv trying to get the kids to doubt their own senses so that they can give them any narrative that they want and like then the and then can t- and then can jump into their brains and control yeah. them yeah yes. so i think like like whoever wrote this like clearly 
took horror writing 101 because we have like marv and the kathump monster uh Mm -hmm. with like big teeth imagery as like the physical threat and we have the ghosts and their dead eyes like lake girl as like the psychological threat yeah like teeth and eyes are like the two shorthands for um physical uh physical danger and psychological danger yeah mm, interesting so somebody asked this question maybe i missed this do they ever say though that like oh we need you kind of mentally weak or fragile to possess no. you like because if that had been the thing if that had been like oh the more kind of terrified and making you think of doubt your reality it's easier for us to like come into your brain and possess you i would get all of it i would get all of the pranks I'd get well all the they, they, fear. they so so they, they they don't ever explicitly says that Harry figures that out. So he says, this monster, if we just don't believe in it, then it'll go away. And that's ultimately what happens. You know, they suddenly they hear the kathump. They feel Mm. that this mouth opens up. This tongue comes out. They feel it wrap around them, pulling them into the mouth. Very sexual. It's pretty sexual. A few moments in this book are pretty sexual. But this this moment, uh, I just have to point out here. He says, we were going down. They're getting swallowed. And it Mm. says, down, down into the sour darkness. I wrote that part down, too. Mm. That's such a good line. <laughs> it's such a good line, and I just want to attribute that to definitely R.L. Stein. So do you think do, really? R.L. does a pass on all of these and puts sour in somewhere as his little trademark? Elvis is Elvis hits sour notes, too, throughout the He hits the sour yeah. notes, that's right. I think what probably happens, and, you know... Uh, I I think what what if I was ghostwriting Goosebumps books, uh-huh. or I had someone ghostwriting Goosebumps books, what I would do is that I would take them after they were written, and I would go, okay, just gonna add a couple, you know, fucking things in here that don't really matter, but like these are my tropes, and I'll just pepper them throughout so that it seems like I wrote it. Mm. So that's mm. I'm just gonna say down so, down into the sour darkness, definitely R L stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> so good. I feel like he woke up in a cold sweat one night with just that like sentence couplet in his head and was like, that's it. That's going somewhere. I don't know where he just muttered sour. (laughs) Uh, But but the the beast monster thing, which I was like, fuck, this is totally different than I thought it was going to be. That's the big fake out, I think, because at least how I read it of that. okay, it looks like they're going to eat by the monster. The monster's real. But then because they Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. they don't believe in it, I guess, you know, which is kind of a a, a thing in in fiction. Whatever. Yeah. The monster, they just hit the ground. Like the monster vanished. Yep. And they say their chant worked. But then the ghosts show up, like, surround, like the jig is up now. We're just going to tell you what's going on. We've already tried to possess you once. Uh, and Uncle Mars like, take him back to camp to be possessed again. So it's like the, the, the boys begin to chant and then the ghosts tell him just very quickly, like, that doesn't work. The monster was just a trick. So it's reverse. Uh, never never land sure right? but that means that means the chant didn't actually do anything right they just made i read that as and tell me you guys are wrong i read that as the the monster was just another weird mental game it was that, yeah. mm-hmm. and and i don't know if they was ever going to work it was just gonna be that they were gonna get scared and then hit the ground and then they'll possess them so the, oh. the chance like a red herring or something i'm gonna gaslight you into suicide but yep. if i can't get you to do that i'm just gonna shoot you you know um, and that's what this is they're like if we can get you to believe that you were swallowed by a monster then you'll be so vulnerable that we'll be able to possess you and if that doesn't work well we're just gonna do it anyway um, so but like we're going to do it. It's going to be a lot harder because as we saw earlier, Lucy does try to possess Harry and Harry fights it off. Yes. So the, I think the monster scene is very disappointing, but the scene before it, Lucy's possession is so good and so terrifying. Yeah, like, it's I, very scary. It involves the senses, like it, like the, the thing about ghosts 
like touch being really really cold like it's it you you get goosebumps from a goosebumps ah. <laughs> and i liked i liked the the ectoplasm stuff too like oh we're we are leaving we're just leaving puddles everywhere <laughs> like it's it's a clue i guess but also like they clearly are not they're barely holding on to this illusion that that they're ghosts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, throughout the book, they, they kind of just like, the ghosts are kind of just laughing at them that mm-hmm. it is so apparent that they are ghosts. Mm-hmm. But they're, they keep being like, we're not ghosts, we're children like you. Come on, this is camp. Um, but, you know, in this moment, in this final moment of, you know, here we are, we're ghosts and we're going to possess you. Lucy is about to possess Al- uh, Harry and then Alex is about to be possessed by Alvis. Mm-hmm. But then ghosts start fighting over who gets to possess Harry because this is yeah. how ghosts get out of the camp. They possess actual children and then they're living again. It's not implied if they've done body. this. I, I don't think it's implied that they've done this even before. This might be the, the first kids. <laughs> that, uh, or maybe. That, I, that or I think maybe kids get swapped in. Okay. Yeah. They oh, are, they're stuck there until they ha- until they can perform their a, own a, ritual. A little bit of changing room. A little barking ghost changing. Yeah. Sure. Yes. I actually thought I was going to go into the barking room and just the barking ghost in terms of the animals you guys were mentioning earlier. I thought that was going to be like, oh, those are kids that got put in bats and shit. Like I thought that's what I thought they were trying uh-huh. to do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I thought there was going to be some sort, of, and maybe there, maybe it is a tie-in, Chad. Maybe he's loosely tying his universe together. You know, is that the camp counselor you would be, Chad? You would be like, you know who needs, you know who needs to be a real boy my my bird samson yeah and then you know i'll have a little kid in samson's body <laughs> <laughs> that sounds kind of great uh i i think it's just like i was so craving i know i know the good rule of horror is the less is explained the better i just wanted to know like has this been going on for a hundred years was mm. like welcome to dead house at least made it clear that when the minds activated or unleashed the mysterious mist that turned them all into ghosts it's it was a while this has been a thing this town lives and they 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 kill folks who move in or whatever i just wanted to know like how long has the grift been going on at ghost camp mm. or like I, did this happen a week ago like what what's going on i like the idea that the bat is really just a ghost that swapped with a bat and it's like, nah, guys, I'm a ghost still. I don't want to hang out with bats anymore. Let me back in. <laughs> and Marv is just calmly taking the broom out and being like, sorry, Larry. You picked the wrong one. You picked one. You got one. <laughs> you made your choice, Larry. Get out of here. <laughs> you picked bat, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> you jumped the gun and you took a bat. Two good kids were coming in and we told you. You saw you- flying. You saw flying and you took it. <laughs> I, I feel like after the events in the story, they, the ghosts all sit down. They're like, okay, we need to make a spreadsheet. We need to get organized. No more of this fighting. <laughs> like, who's been here the longest? We'll do a lottery. But if you've been here longer, you'll get more chances in the lottery. Oh, like the Hunger Games. A- like the Hunger Games. Yeah. <laughs> I think the big fight that they probably had was, is this a meritocracy or, or are we going by seniority? And they had to have, you I'm know. Gonna, I'm just going to go ahead and say that DKP is probably the best way to decide. DKP? DKP. That was the guild currency that you would that you would yes. uh, collect as you the, given how much time you've devoted to raiding in like a oh really 
Yeah, so it was like, that's why, like, when, if people screw up, you know, there's famous videos of it, but people screwing up in raids and then the jerk guild leader is like, minus 10 DKP. That's oh, like, but- great, now I can't get my sword for three more raids. <laughs> that's what's going on in the stone building. That's just, they're oh, just they're DKP wow. collecting. They're just wow. That's where the DKP <laughs> accountants yeah, are. The DKP accountants are chilling in that, in that building. <laughs> can, can I pitch a version that would, I think, would help a little bit for me? Okay. You just have the ghost say that they'd created a rule before the Altman brothers showed up. Mm-hmm. That yes. whoever does the best scare gets to go in the kid. That's what I was thinking. Meritocracy, whoever gets the creepiest scare. So that late girl should have gotten into one of yeah, the Yeah, which also doesn't yes. make sense why these guys are just doing, these ghosts are just constantly doing goofs as opposed to, cool, kids, immediately possession. Like why they're even doing this griff for so long. Chad, you sound like one of the ghosts in Harry Potter who read Harry Potter and was like, you know what? I need house points. I want to get, <laughs> I want to get some house points. Man, the ghost should be able to accrue house points. Are you Are you a ghost? You can tell us. Uh, J.K. Rowling did just put out a new story update that I <laughs> am also a ghost. Oh. Wow. They were like, Chad Quant, a little sweet boy who read this book in Bible class, even yep. though it's got witchcraft in it. <laughs> yep. he's, he's now, he's now he's a ghost. ghost. He has his own house. Uh, you can go to the Harry Potter Wikipedia that is constantly changing uh, to learn about all the new house where it's just about kids who want to stay inside and play video games. It's not Hufflepuff. It's a different thing. It's it's indoor kids, the house. <laughs> my my rewrite for this would be more true to the 12-year-old boy experience that I know, yes. okay. which is I'll just do anything a girl tells me to do. Well, I think, I mean, yeah, he was doing that's that. that's real. <laughs> Harry was definitely, he was all about Lucy throughout that. The crush was strong in this one. Yeah, he was crushing. If Lucy had said, I'll be your ghost girlfriend. Yes. Let me possess you. He threw his little brother down and was like, possess his body. (laughs) 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 I'm tired of his beautiful singing. I want his voice. But the last last button on this book is they fight him off. Mm -hmm. They fight off the ghosts. Yeah, uh, because the ghosts start arguing, they get away. Yeah, yeah, and then and then they're walking, and Alex starts singing a song, and it's awful. Yeah, and Harry's like, "What? Yeah, are you fucking Elvis?" And he's like, "Don't tell anyone. I promise, I'll never sing again." And then I could hear the goosebumps yes. music start playing. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it was a good. It was a good. Their eyes turn into sting. demon eyes for no reason at the end. Mm-hmm. They get yellow dyed. The G the G passes over them and they are goosebumped up. <laughs> the spooky G. The uh, spooky G. I, I just want to call out that you mentioned Dom. Oh, go ahead, Chad. Oh yeah, I just want to call out that you mentioned like the, you say the boys fought them off. They don't really. It's just another thing where like these kids should get possessed. They've done nothing to free themselves other than thinking they believe. And because the ghosts are selfish and fighting each other, it gives the boys time to run away. But mm-hmm. yeah. it would have been nice if like just for character agency, you know, like one of the Altman boys realizes they like almost ni- uh, 100,001 nights uses a way to like extend their time out. Like, hey, w- you guys should decide who's the strongest to possess us. And like, Give them the oh, idea. Outsmart- yeah, outsmart them. Just giving them some sort of like character thing to help themselves survive. Yeah. As much as uh, as much as I like the possession st- scene, and we could still keep it, I think it would be cool because Harry has no personality. Not not really. No. No. I think 
I think it would be cool if Lucy was just like, she betrays the ghosts and she's like, you need to go. And then Lucy's fate is unknown. Like, mm. I, I think Lucy should actually make the heroic sacrifice here. Oh. Yeah, because they, they kind of, hit, like, Lucy's having, like, uh, trepidation throughout the whole thing, mm. right? And misgivings about doing this. But then at the end, she just flips it around and she just is all aboard the, the possession train, right? Like, yeah. it was just a new tactic, I think, of hers. She was like, yeah. well, <laughs> you know, it hasn't worked for me thus far. Let me try to be sympathetic. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I just liked having uh, Lucy around because I thought she was interesting and mysterious. Yeah. yeah. I think giving her just that, like, final act turn would make a little more sense and make the world a little more complex. But ghost bad, I get it. Well it's the Gotta opposite of the like Guillermo del Toro st- like school of monsters yes, are people yeah. and you can see versions of yourself in them and they're just as uh care you know lovable as humans or if not better. Sure. RLs are just yeah, monsters are bad. Don't go near them. Right. Yeah, that like it kind of falls in line. It's an interesting inversion of uh, Guillermo del Toro's uh, idea that uh, the only one of the ways straight women rationalize being attracted to straight men is is through the monster movie. Like it's mm. like this is the thing that is most likely to kill me, but I'm still attracted to it. Mm. Like that's one of Guillermo's like favorite things to play with. Yeah, this is an interesting inversion of that, where like you have an alternative masculinity character who is sort of like under the threat of being dominated by this one woman in his life, and then he's saved. By I mean, her. let's not it's, even get it, into. It would be weird, interesting. Yeah, be, the, the the RL. I don't think or whoever wrote this hat would have the bandwidth to cover the. Comp- <laughs> complexity of a female ghost is possessed a boy and what is that like like that is our in itself a series of what is happening to my body type books like that is a very interesting story that is not appropriate for young teen teen why no absolutely yeah. not but, but, that, but that said but that said guys this is just something i thought of over this weekend before i read this book but it just so happens to fit what yeah. we're talking about i have mm-hmm. a new slogan for men okay okay it's men it ready men we're not gay <laughs> we're, not, we're, no, we're not gay no i i did write i did write uh, on the side of my notes when lucy appeared a hetero experience at summer camp <laughs> i'm just trying to figure out how you you get across that slogan like on a t-shirt so the right nuance is said like what you italicize and what you underline <laughs> i do i do believe the ghostwriter for this book was a woman yeah i yeah i think so agree, yeah. agree or di- agree or disagree i agree when you drop yeah they drop the weenie in the fire that's <laughs> oh, right that's right. the big that's the big one i mean i i'm more just trying to figure out and i, I know this is not being consistent like the cover of the book shows a female character yeah that misleading misleading and i i'm i bet the great tim jacobus is is not getting to read or does he even care the full outlines of these books he probably just hears ghost camp cool i'll uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll do something sure but like it'd it's be- probably like a it's probably like a movie poster artist like you get the, the the name of the movie and the general here's what the movie's about and here's the characters right yeah i i do wish sometimes the covers would like match at least something that happens in the book he's usually pretty good about it but every once in a while i'm like i don't know you could make it out boy I, I mean the artist is probably paid by the work not by the hours so. yeah, yeah. You're right. I get yeah. It. also he's the best he's some of the best parts of the goosebook book so i'm not really knocking the, the great artist but no, no, no. His, his description was probably ghost camp plot it's a camp for ghosts what 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 maybe even happened is that he 
created the art for this book. And then they decided to, they, they were asked for a rewrite on this one because it was so bad. And he, and, and, and maybe Parachute, maybe RL, uh, dished it out to a ghostwriter because the cover art does not reflect anything that happens in this book. They're not even wearing the right outfit. No, they're not even wearing like the camp spirit moon, are they? Uh, I don't know. Do you have the PDF I'm in front I'm of you? I'm pulling it up. Let's see. That, you it, mean, it you mean the legal book that we totally buy every copy of? Yes. <laughs> hey, when I buy them from Amazon.com, they are PDFs, okay? Uh, no, they are just trees on their shirts. Yeah, yeah it's just so. trees, yeah. This is an American the, flag, though. It takes place in America. Oh, that's good. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God and trust. Um, the- the fun the funny thing is that would be a really easy thing to fix. You could just draw in faces right there, but okay. <laughs> I get it. There's only so much artist time. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I I gotta say, wrapping this one up, I yeah. really like this one. I think it's got very good, strong imagery, very good, strong themes, Kevin. The plot, mm. whatever. Actually, I, I'm a little more okay with the plot now that yeah. uh, now that we I realized that the monster part was just another trick, like you said. Dom to have them kill them to have them commit suicide instead yeah. of be murdered. Uh, yes, and, not, and maybe not in this book quite commit suicide, but yes. be vulnerable. Yes. vulnerable to be influenced. I think I just needed that one. I just needed that yeah. one line saying that. By the way, that's all. Yes, I, needed. I just yeah. Yeah. I needed, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I but I gotta say though, I think that there and we don't know who wrote this book, but I think that this one has. <laughs> it says the, R.L. on the cover, but we do not know. <laughs> I think that this has the most. I think there's a lot of subtext in this to pull apart. I actually think there's a yeah. uh, there's a lot to this. Uh, I I agree with that, and I sympathize with the Ghost Rider because I too have run out of time for the <laughs> amount of foreshadowing I've done on a, uh-huh. on a story, <laughs> sure. and had to just be like, well, that's just red herrings. Sorry. Uh huh. <laughs> you need them. You need them sometimes. Um, yeah. You know, I do want to point to. Uh, Speaking of ghost writing, someone actually on the subreddit uh, mm-hmm. pointed uh, me to an, a story about um, one of the Fear Street books that has a confirmed ghost writer. Mm-hmm. Have yeah. you guys heard about this? You were telling me about it. Go on. Then. You know, maybe maybe this is for another episode, but I'll just tease it here. Thrill Club, uh, a Fear Street book about a, a girl writing ghost stories. Mm-hmm. It's known, it's verified that it was not written by R.L. Stein. We have to read that book now yeah so. see if we can compare it to it. we also we gotta track down that writer we gotta like go to their house well it's if it's a famous writer he wrote election the book oh yeah um which was adapted into that's is that thomas Paine? yeah mm-hmm. or alexander Paine. alexander Paine. who's thomas Paine? is thomas? he a fourth founding father yeah he wrote um those who expect to reap the blessings of freedom must like men take up the pains of supporting it or something like that yes like, yeah that's thomas Paine. <laughs> oh so that's okay well i don't want to be associated with that right at this moment <laughs> <laughs> i think you're not endorsing in terms of just connecting dots i'm just i just i just i would just like to talk about goosebumps books i, I would love if we can get back to that <laughs> <laughs> Dom, that's like the one time that's like the one time you said i want to get back to a goosebumps book. <laughs> <laughs> the only time every time it's just like god i've it's been talked about enough let's go we gotta get out of here i'm scared um uh we are all in our own goosebumps book ain't that right kevin we're all in our own goosebumps huh, book. that's a that's a deep yeah. thought for sure we've we've all been living it and that's why we were so scared as young boys that explains why the plot structure of my life is so fucky <laughs> <laughs> they just ran out of time <laughs>
Oh man, that was a good one though, guys. I gotta say, I I was really happy with that book. Yeah, I had a, I had a pretty good time. There's a few moments that I was like, oh, I'm 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 enjoying reading. Yeah, yeah. Kevin, this feels like a, feels like an appropriate one for for you to join us on. It's a, it feels like an overall encapsulates a goosebump story in one of the better versions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, upon like reviewing it with you guys, and like we we added a lot of connective tissue that this book needed we, by yeah. discussing it. Um, I I, I feel like this is definitely like i don't i don't really have the breadth of experience that you guys have but this felt okay yeah it can get a lot worse yeah i would say this is actually uh (laughs) a superior book yeah i would say this is one of the better books that we've read and it uh it confirms your uh camp hypothesis that the camp books tend to be all the camp books are good and there's a sequel to this one guys return to ghost camp but it's part of the goosebumps 2000 series which we haven't touched which we can dip our toes into we should lucy's revenge <laughs> definitely gotta get into this <laughs> my first kiss with a ghost like that kind of thing yeah ghost prom at camp <laughs> jesus christ holy shit kevin you just come up with a new hit indie game hold on <laughs> hold on i gotta start a kickstarter real quick <laughs> i have the premise i have the premise of the game you're a young girl ghost and you need a date to prom and you have to bring a human boy. Oh, so you have to you have to oh. scare them. You have to scare them into into committing suicide so that they can join you. Yeah, it's like a Sadie Hawkins. I love it. Uh, my my twist on that would be is you don't have to go as a ghost. You can possess people to try and woo the 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 boy to and animals oh. and animals and animals. Yeah. <laughs> so it's that one ga- like GameCube game that no one bought where you could like geist or you could possess. Oh, stuff. geist. Yeah. 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 But it's just but for prom. Pro- just for prom. I kind of love it. Just for prom. <laughs> I kind of love That's it. That's a great game. Uh, don't don't possess the bat. That's a bad ending right there. <laughs> Goosebuds presents. Goosebuds presents. <laughs> Ghost prom. What do you? Th- I mean, just think about it. Think hey, about tell it. tell us a, pa- a patrons. Tell us what you think of of this game idea. Do you want to give us ten thousand dollars? <laughs> do you want to give us? That's just a guess. I don't. I don't know if that's how much we need. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to give us a dollar? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, could be good uh, if I couldn't thank all of our great Patreon supporters who voted on Ghost Camp and yes. add, add the addendum that uh, the top winner of our poll was an Are You Afraid of the Dark book which we didn't know ex- existed at the time uh, mm-hmm. we are tracking them down they're surprisingly hard to find so this was the other top choice so we'll definitely do an Are You Afraid of the Dark as soon as yes. we actually get if physical you have hey book. if you have if if you have Are You Afraid of the Dark books, you can, I, have a, I have a P.O. box you can send. Oh, shit. Ooh. Yeah. Do you want to plug they it? H2F. We need them. We need them. Should I give out the P.O. box? Yeah. I, I mean, you might somewhere. get like ectoplasm and stuff mailed to you instead, but feel- That's okay. If you want to mail- that, That's fine. You can mail me stuff. It's P.O. Box 935, Montrose, California, 91020. Perfect. At Montrose, nice. just down the street, there's a bowling alley, Montrose Bowl. You have to be rich to play there because you have to reserve the whole bowling alley. But David Lee Roth bowled there, and they shot a scene from Teen Wolf there. <laughs> oh, that's so, cool as hell. If you want to drop it off at the P.O. Box, you know what you can do. You know what <laughs> you can do you can make a, You can make a day of it. Oh, wait. <laughs> hey, what the hell? Freaking Chad and Dom of Goosebuds bowled there. Yeah, we did. We did bowl there for a wedding party, I think. Was that what that was for? I forget. 
I when, don't know. When you live in California for a certain amount of time, do you just like smell the air and know that Teen Wolf was recorded there and like know all the movie facts or something like that? <laughs> yes, yes. You just start to absorb all the Teen Wolf facts. A movie that was shot, it, it, that stars uh, uh, Growing Pains, right? That's the show yeah. Michael J. Fox was on? Sure. I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they shot that movie because the uh, they, they were in an off-season uh, because one of the, I think the, the, the wife of the show was pregnant, and so they, they were like, all right, we'll shoot around her schedule. We're going to, a few of us are going to make Teen Wolf. You just, uh, you just crouch down and you crumple some dirt in your hands and you smell it and you're like, hmm, Saved by the Bell was recorded. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of camp, uh, freaking camp, uh, uh, salute your shorts. The exteriors were shot in uh, Griffith Park, I believe. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know, one more Teen Wolf fact. If I can share one more Teen Wolf fact is you there's know, so Cruz, many I didn't there's so I many did not expect this many Teen Wolf sometimes facts. you know because Michael J Fox was shooting in the evenings or vice versa sometimes he would just come to set on growing pains as the wolf and they had to just roll with it so there's random oh, episodes yeah. where he's just a Republican yeah. werewolf and that's the big deal like son not only are we a bunch of liberal hippies and you're a Republican but you keep killing people with your werewolf teeth and he's like Dad Ronald Reagan and that's the entire episode. <laughs> Yeah. So brave, really brave. <laughs> hey, brave so, and true. So our our patrons selected this book. We will we will offer up another poll so that the patrons can decide on what the next book we're going to read is. We are always going to put the next sequential book in there. So Revenge of the Lawn Gnomes will be on that list. That's smart. Hmm. That's a really smart idea that we always had. That definitely definitely just not came up with cuz I like that a lot. Definitely did not just come up with that idea and it's not an appeasing <laughs> move for the people that are mad that we're out of order <laughs> i like that idea a lot uh yeah i mean it also while we're talking about it, if you do want to support the show and get access to uh our patreon content uh, including bonus episodes camp goosebudge which we always record which is a real blast our discord with a real fun community a bunch of other stuff you can go to patreon.com slash goosebuds we greatly appreciate all your love and support yeah we well we have to record the new camp goosebuds this week i think and i believe the topic that we're going to really discuss is which one of us would accidentally hit someone with our car if all the goosebumps <laughs> characters came to life <laughs> yeah so it's been just, waiting. i mean just to tease that again it's coming it's a good tease for it uh <laughs> kevin and oh, by the way also everyone of course you can follow us on twitter as a show at goosebuds pod you can follow kevin on twitter at real kevin cole Kevin, like, yes. please promote and plug all of your wonderful stuff if people don't know about it. Hi, I'm Kevin. Uh, I make video games, uh, like, 90% of which are free, and you can play at supertrystudios.com. Um, uh, I tweet a lot at, at Real Kevin Cole. I also am on a podcast with Paul called pretend friends pretend uh, friends which is a system which uses a system you invented yeah that uses the space kings slash fantasy hour system which was uh developed with uh, uh um, among others our our dm uh hadley st Clair. Uh, we play. We're, we're in the. We're in like the season finale zone of our second season right now. Oh yeah, um, yeah. There's and there's a full first season that you can listen to the entire story. It's there. Yeah, already out. Yeah, I'm. I love pretend friends, and I. I I'm really like happy. That it's. It's. Exists. If I can really yeah. say again, uh, it's legitimately not just because I've been on it before. Like yeah. I, I listen to a bunch of D and D podcast shows, and I am constantly amazed at how much better pretend friends is in terms of like <laughs> content. And polish and just overall comedy, wow. as opposed to ones not putting any certain ones on blast, ones with like a lot of budget and following behind it. Like, 
just real, real hard to listen to. And Pretend Friends is always entertaining. So I, you guys should be real man. proud of that. Thanks, Thanks man. Thanks so much, man. Of course. Um, and uh, I'm also on a new podcast uh, called The Original Characters Podcast. Uh, we, me and my friend Jeff, we uh, we come up, we we target a fandom, we research it, and then we in, uh, make our own uh, original characters in that fandom based off of, and and we also incorporate um emailed uh characters in there as well so it's got lots of participation in it it's good you can follow that uh on twitter at ogoc pod it's very funny and good right and i believe i already called dibs on uh if you ever do beast wars or reboot i call dibs (laughs) oh my god yes there are many places to find kevin please do it kevin is wonderful yeah i make many things if you cried at beast wars (laughs) when optimus primal died yeah and met god you You're gonna here? love the original character. When Dino when Dinobot <laughs> sacrificed himself to save primordial humans, oh my god. Oh, what a great and his spark went into Valhalla. What was the cheetah named? What was his che- name? Cheetor was the worst name. Um, it was just Cheetor. It was, what's just, his it was name? just Cheetor. It was the worst name. Cheetor. Yeah. Cheetor. Cheater. It was it wasn't necessarily the best one. They didn't really come up with a great one for that one. Derek. <laughs> Derek but it was Derek Orr. He's he's a rock he's a rock man. It was Derrock. Even Dare even rock. Spot Cat would have been like a better name. <laughs> Dude, Spot Cat is dope. Yeah, right? See, I want to be known cool. as Spot Cat. <laughs> We're getting, uh, you're revealing too much of your characters. You guys are going to make I know, back yeah, we, on. We got to save yeah, it. Save on. it for the cast. Let's tone it back. This is this is Goosebuds after all, okay? Yeah. That's all you get for free. <laughs> uh, what about everyone else's stuff, guys? Like, Dom, you got some new you got some new content out. I hate I hate calling it content. I'm sorry. No need to apologize. Hey, it's on my computer. It's content, I guess. <laughs> I, I am I, content I got... to make it. Ah. But, uh, 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 oh, I have a, I have two things. Well, one, I have new bookmarks coming in this week, so they'll be by the time this episode is up, I'll have three new bookmarks. One is has Jesus on it. One was drawn <laughs> by my friend, <laughs> but by, by drawn by my friend Sean, and it's such a funny bookmark. I I I commissioned him to do it, but it uh, it says I'd rather be watching TV, and it's uh, <laughs> a guy looking. It's you have to see it. It's on comfyjunior.com, and then I also have piece of shit birds posters coming. <laughs> And finally oh. so if you ever wanted to hang that up at work in your cubicle uh i will have them at an affordable price i haven't i haven't listed them yet by the time but by the time this episode goes up they will be up um it's so cool that jesus agreed to like do a do a thing for comfy junior like, oh yeah i got it. yeah we got jesus jesus is confirmed <laughs> yeah you got his likeness right yeah, and yeah. if you want to support the um the the video game Ghost Prom, we have a verbal agreement with Jesus to appear in the game. <laughs> it may just be a cameo on some toast or a tortilla, but he only likes to appear on corner bread. <laughs> we, we maybe are going to try to trap him and keep him there forever, but also that's part of the plan. That's part. Of, yeah, I mean, don't tell Jesus. Don't tell Jesus. We're gonna keep him. <laughs> If you show Jesus a mirror, he gets trapped in it. He's like, no. <laughs> I, you know, for like about twenty years, a little old lady in Arkansas had Jesus trapped in a mirror, and like no miracles were being solved. It was really a bummer. Yeah, no, that was th- that was the Great Depression. That was the great, when the Great Depression happened. 
I guess that's good because I would imagine if Jesus saw himself in the mirror, he'd think there was another Jesus in the room and he'd start like puffing up his chest and trying to fight it. Oh, it's like when spiders <laughs> try to like match with the mirror and starts doing the dance thing. Yeah, it's totally. Yeah, he would like try. He would like try to make. He would try and think of like the hottest stuff to try and give himself like half a boner to walk around yeah. with. It's like, who is this? Who is this more powerful male Jesus? I must assert myself as the alpha. It is confirmed. Jesus is a betta fish. <laughs> Paul, how about you? What you got to to talk? I about? got the same old shit. Yay! You got new episodes to continue and stuff. Uh, yeah, there's. You can go to continue youtube.com slash continue show if you want to watch us play video games. There's pretend friends. As always, there's pretend friends. Um, you know what's back up is Home Alone oh, is yeah. the perfect movie. So that's somehow back what? on YouTube. Yeah. It was a lost video. Oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I want to try and get it saved before. Uh, before I'm we sorry. Get... Do you guys also not have the original file? Like, have you guys lost? No. The, For got... some reason, it's completely missing. It was on a hard drive that I think, I think went. I think the hard drive uh, just like gave out. Someone downloaded right now. Y'all got to put that on the thriving Vimeo community. Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Just so we got, you can go find that. It's a. Uh, I don't know if it, we, do we have a URL for that channel, Dom, or was it just a? If you if you just Google it, it should come up. Yeah, Home Alone is a perfect movie, and the channel name is Ghost Club, right? Yeah, it was on Ghost Club. If uh, you're listening to a podcast, you know how to look shit up. You know, <laughs> up. you know how to search the internet. You know yeah. how to hack it into the search. Yeah, engine. you can hack that. You can prank that to yourself. Uh, <laughs> prank that to yourself. <laughs> so that was before the, the the recording started. Whoops. No, let let them theorize about what that. What means. could that even mean? <laughs> there it is. Oh, Chad just posted it. I posted yes. on our Discord. So if you're on our Discord, you have access to it. Yeah. So. Nice. So that is available, uh, and I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't have anything. I'm working on new things actively, but I don't have anything new that's out that isn't something that I've been doing for years. That's fair. That's I don't fair. think. I don't think. You're all. You're, what about you're, you? You're Chuck? consistent, Paul. You're consistent. Yes. If you want Paul to tweet more, like about his breakfast, you should just tell Paul. <laughs> You should just say that. If you're a fan of Paul's tweets and you want to hear about his breakfast or his lunch, I can do it. I can do it once I get a new cell phone after the one I just lost (laughs) is is taken care of. Yeah, freaking St. Patrick played a freaking Irish trick on you. He drove all the cell phones out of Paul. Irish Day was a little too crazy this year. We only get one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, if I can throw in two, if you guys are watching any cartoons, uh, new episodes of Unikitty that I wrote a long time ago are finally making their way to airing. Uh, yeah, baby. Yeah, there's, some good, there's some good ones. There's some good ones. Uh, you can check those out on Cartoon Network, and there's like an app. And I mean, I feel like most of the time everyone just streams them illegally on some other service. So wherever you find yeah. them, there's some good episodes. Dailymotion.com. Dailymotion.com. <laughs> what, uh, what, what else you got going on, Chad? Uh, I mean, the show I'm currently working on, Wizards, is coming out sometime in the future. So stay alive, yeah. I guess. Keep keep keep, <laughs> keep on living. Keep on living. Keep on keep on living and keep on watching everything. Yeah, uh, you'll see it. That's a that's a Home Alone <laughs> is a perfect movie line right there. Keep on living. <laughs> God, I I just want you to know uh, a couple a couple of weeks ago I sat down uh, I had the house to myself. I sat down with uh, some rye whiskey and uh, IMDb and I watched every single Chad credited Unikitty back to back. Oh, thank and you. They were all fantastic. Thank you, Kevin. That's appreciate. Also, I hope the IMDb is correct because sometimes little kids update it and it's very wrong. <laughs> so I hope that is correct. <laughs> I thought it was weird that Luke Skywalker wrote an episode. <laughs> <laughs> One just my dad. My dad wrote it. 
Thank you, Kevin. That's very nice of you to say that. <laughs> uh, other heads up on stuff going on. I am slowly, finally re-updating the Goosebuds YouTube channel. There are people it's who back, baby. There are people who have subscribed to that who, despite me putting out constant annotations and messages, they don't know there's an, an audio version of the podcast. The so, thing that that same thing happens with pretend friends, which I think is really interesting. It's like people will listen to podcasts on YouTube and they have no idea that they exist outside of that. Yeah. So when I put up new episodes like episode 20, they're like, so glad you guys are doing the podcast again. Like, I'm so thank you. Thank you for listening. We've been doing this. Like, you should keep you have a bunch to catch up on. Yeah, there are we out here. Know, we've been doing it for five years. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep those updated. Um, just so for people who want to listen in another form besides iTunes and Stitcher and Libsyn and all those services. So if you're listening to this on YouTube in like two years, you're welcome. Did I did I tell everyone here that you can get every one of my paperback paradise postcards for ten dollars? <laughs> wow. Did I tell my friends that? Did I let my friends know that? I'd be losing money not to get in on that deal. <laughs> and I'm just gonna back away now, just as I drop that out. I'll, I'm uh, I'm gonna get going. I think How that's been a good goosebuds episode. Kevin, thank you so much for, for joining us, man. It's yeah, great to have you, you here with us audially and not just spiritually, you know? Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. <laughs> uh, any- Thank you for coming by, gracing us with your very insightful story. Yes. Oh. Story mechanism, arch- architectural obser- observations. Yes. Oh, thanks, man. We, I think we all learned something, we including did. the audience. And I think I think we can fairly say as a, as a teaser, this is our Marvel Universe post-credits tag scene that yep. there's maybe something brewing <gasps> that would perfectly tie if you love Goosebuds and you love us you love pretend and you friends. love pretend friends, there's maybe a, a, a thing that Mr. Kevin is oh, cooking. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. That you might you might enjoy. That's that's on the horizon, but now we've made sure it's it's That's said. all we're going to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not going to say anything else. Very good. Guys, uh thank you so much for joining me and I I love you all and I'll I'll see you next time. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love you Bye, guys. Bye everyone. This episode of Goosebuds was brought to you by our beautiful Patreon supporters. And those supporters are as follows. Thank you to Kale Clinton. Meowmers, The Gathering. Hollis Hornbeak. Stefan Jive Turkey Kuwabara. Fred Atkins. Nathan Dolezal. David Cron. Chris Birch. Dapio. Nikki C. Michael McDowell. Clayton C. Kyla Tharp. Buddy Morrill, Mike Lanteri, Nick Hinkle, Joshua P. Robertson, Cameron Murphy Audio, Daniel Kaleas, Jim Greaves, Jean Luc, Jared Mason, Martin A. Macias, Sang Keith, Natu Pearl Henderson, Joshua Lopez, The Rupal Productions, Jubs, Christopher Boyce, Jonas Blatterman, Afshin Madalin, Mickle Hearts Corn underscore. Shit, I just remembered that Jonas told us his name is Jonas because I remember seeing in my head, my name is Jonas. Frick. It's fine. Keep it all of it in there. My name is Jonas Weezer reference. Got it. Danky McStanky. <laughs> Bean Father Spookman. <laughs> Jennifer Brynn. Stefan. Well, 
I did that wrong. Stephen Ghost Kisser Daniels. Victor. Brandon Rowdenbush. Aaron T. Strunk. No cute name, just the mantis, baby. <laughs> Chris Culver. John Jimko. Heath Robinson. Turtle Manser. Brian Wells. Sleepy Boy 69. Joe, remember to save early and often, Scott. Paul Grasso. The Dragon Llama. Zentacles. Walter Fraser. Drew Applegate. Michael Knight. Taylor Dierks. John Keedy. Kramer. Aaron, watching you sleep, Dom. Cole. Oh. Uh, Becca McWilliams. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. Hey. Whoa. Stealth Bates. Joseph Miranda. Alistair Perez. Slumlord Onion. Scott Colopy. Robert Moon. Patrick Reynolds. S. Third Sergio. Jason Crooker. Vincent Modica. Luke Noodles. Zambambino. Trent Davis. Miguel Pardo. Tammy. David Lee. Pretty. AKA DL5. <laughs> I love that. I love that wrinkle. That's cool. Just a pretty good dog overall. Christina Doling. Clay Castle. Calf. As in the muscle, but in all caps. <laughs> Cody Redfield. Matt, Matt, Bachelor, Bachelor. <laughs> Randy Hernandez. Trendy Moron. Tyler Penner. Maddie. Poyo Boyo. Eshak Arafin. Jake Young. Axel Rock. Matthew Rieger. Ryan Melfi. Heidi Shanks. Gabe Chavez. Shiftish Swamps. Reinfected. The Puerto Rican Dream. <laughs> I love that one. That was great. I'm too lazy to come up with a clever name, so F it. Jack Frazy. Divaldi. Alan Saylor. Kyle Billings. Sam Jizzhash. <laughs> Jizzhash. Uh, James Royce. Mikey Jello. Chosen one. Cameron McLean. Gregory D. Warren. Jim K. Bradford Coulter. Nathan Remick. Jonas Engman. Rich Hilborn. Ethan Obema. Aiden Dice. Dylan Vaughn. Foothless Berry, the Whistler, Bostowitz. Dan Henshaw. Joshua Jacobwitz. Andrew Sheriff's in town. Yeah, Justin Wagman. He's wagging his finger. Don't come to me, <laughs> Sheriff. Uh, not in my Ryan town, Sh- Sheriff. <laughs> not in my not in my town. Not in my saloon. Ryan Shell. <laughs> Reed Steubendick. Matthew Literal. Cry Brickley. Timmy Two Toes. <laughs> Damn. Cardboard Walk. That guy sounds like a gangster, Timmy Two Toes. Mm-hmm. The John Deke and Catherine <laughs> T. McConaughey. <laughs> Love that one. <laughs> Tommy Archbishop of the Grand Breakfast Tabernacle, Hoey. Hell yeah. Goblin Library. Eric LeBaron. Joey Evans. Nick V. Big Bo on the beat. <laughs> Rug. Andre Villanueva. Up in champ. Carewise Gamgee, not again. Ah! Alicia Grape. Solezo. James Hudson. Anthony Cuabara. Malicious. Carl Kleinasser. Senpai Gods. Cameron Hansen. Brock Graham. Yanni Markovina. Hugh Bolin. Jake H. Swaggy Yolo Knight, no longer a squire, but still the swaggiest in the Yolo Shire. <laughs> Get slinked, be word. <laughs> Joe. Frank V. Elusive Koala. Jessica Zeibel. Blake Alvarez. Generally depressing. Eteno Moore. Christian Von Skiver. Johnny Space Coyote Cash. Bony. Bony. 
Brooke X. Uh, Boss Skeleton. Corey Shelley. Yeah, yeah. Joe. <laughs> Pallet Town Champ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Low Belly Hate Me. <laughs> Feline Productions. Nicholas Butler. Jeremy Lowe. Zach Connor. Daniel Cotter. Carter Glass. Boss Garretson. Hey, it's our new friends, Adam Norton. Oh, anxious. Servadi. Or Servadi. You gotta say it both every time. You gotta say all the options for our friends. <laughs> oh, we gotta read it literally as literal as possible. Or my friend Dan or Don. Another great new friend, Chris Pittman. Ah, a new friend I see, Avery Whitney. <laughs> ah, welcome friend, Dylan Eads. Stay a while and listen, new friend, Christopher Dunn. <laughs> yes, you'll be staying a while. You'll be staying a while because you are now in the book of names and it's slammed. Shut. Gadoon. It's a ghost camp. You're caught. You're caught in our ghost camp. Yeah, I got caught in it. It's the ghost camp. Thank you so all very much for your love and support. Thank you. Thank you.